Good morning. Welcome to Caffeinate Your Career. I don't know why that's funny every time. Um, today's topic is going to be getting unstuck. With me today is the sensational Senior Director of Career and Financial Services, Ms. Allison Harding. And also we got the... Uh, are, you, are you caffeinated enough? I, no. no. <laughs> Allison's, Allison's like, hi. Usually I was like, hey! <laughs> That's okay. And we got the fantastic financial services manager, Ms. Kristen Lobenstein. Kristen is also a life coach. Yes. Kristen, welcome to Caffeinate Your Career. Thank you. Um, guys, let's uh, get into it. And I am confirming that we are, in fact, live right now. I see there are four people watching live. So, uh, Tell us where you're watching from. I see Yolanda out there. Yolanda, welcome. And uh, yeah, like I said, if you're watching live, tell us where you were watching from. I'll give you a shout out. And uh, if you have any questions too, I'll look at the chat and we will get them answered. So Kristen, today's topic is about, you know, getting stuck and then, you know, ways to get like unstuck. So let's first talk about like, what do you mean when you say, you know, getting stuck? So we, I'm sure you both have seen this too, whether you're working in career coaching, financial coaching, or life coaching, a lot of times the reason people come to coaching is because they feel stuck. And the definition of stuck, I would say, this is my definition that I use, is that it's when you're no longer living in the past. So, you know, whether it's your career or your financial situation is no longer satisfying to you. So that's your past but you haven't figured out where the future is yet or what the future looks like. And a lot of folks say the stuff is like walking through mud. It's like, I haven't progressed and I'm still just in this middle place. It's sort of like career purgatory for some people because it just feels like I can't move. I don't know how to go forward. So we see this a lot in coaching. It's probably one of the primary reasons people come to coaching is help me move forward. Okay. And so why, what happens or like, why do, you know, you talk about people uh, getting stuck in that, in, like going through mud, but like, why do people end up getting stuck? Again, it's about like, I'm no longer satisfied with what my life looks like right now. I, I want to make better financial decisions or I want a better career. I want to make more money or I want to do something that, you know, is more aligned with my passion. Um, and then even in life, like I've done all this work to get myself to this place but I'm not making progress to a better place what I would find satisfying place um, so that's why usually people get stuck it's like I haven't got gone forward you know I think that sometimes people are in a job and that job changes or they change yes one or, one or the other and they're no longer happy there but they're also too afraid to leave absolutely because you don't know if the grass is going to be greener. You don't know if the next job is going to be better. And the devil you know is oftentimes better than the one you don't. And so you stay in this job and you're not happy. Or even when you're in job search, people get stuck in the box they create for themselves. And it causes them not to be able to progress and look for other things. Um, but if you're working, um, I think that it's better to really look at yourself and, and try and get obviously unstuck, but that's really hard. 
It is. It is. But, you know, a lot of times it's that fear mm -hmm. that you're describing um, where people move into catastrophizing. Right. Like, oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if, you know, and then Jason, we were talking about this before we went live, is that there's a lot of shooting. I should have done this. I should have seen the writing on the wall. I should have seen right. that there was going to be laid off, lay layoffs. And I call that, it's a, it's an expression from the great Albert Ellis, you're shooting all over yourself. Stop. You know, that's S-H-O-U-L-D-I-N-G. Yeah, we're... Only I, apparently, am allowed to curse on the live stream. It's like being our first live stream, and I was telling a story, and... Out again. I didn't mean for it to. That's just how it happens. Clarifying that. You know, it's interesting, Allison, because you're right. It's You put yourself in that box, and it's hard to, like, get out of that box because you don't... That that's what you identify with, right? Mm -hmm. And like like as you know, you are that one thing. Like uh, oh, I'm a payroll person. I was like, okay, right, well, yeah. you got some experience in recruiting. Like you know what I mean? Like so that that for HR, like other types of positions. Or oh, I'm a project manager. It's like well, maybe you could be a program manager too. You know, so it's it's it's. And getting stuck, I think it's uh, a lot of that is happens to be complacency, and just yeah. you know, like yeah. well, and it, it pays the bills. Yeah, you know, I you know, it's paying my bills. Maybe not you know as much as you would like. It's not helping you save for the future, but you're paying your bills, and um, you might I call this you know because it's the root basically of the word disease, but it's a dis-ease. I feel at a dis-ease with my life but sometimes you can't put your finger on it because well I should be grateful because I'm going to work every day or I should feel good because I can pay my bills or help my kids in college or whatever way you define that but there's this dis-ease with my current situation so again this is a lot of times why people come into coaching and this is you know how we really help people um, flesh some of that out to help them move forward you're, you're off balance center yeah right yeah yeah and you know well and you know i love that you said that because let's face it this is happening more and more like this is what we're seeing the great resignation right mm -hmm. this is when people had a moment to stop and think outside of the day-to-day -day routine that they were in they stop and they go i don't know if i like this mm -hmm. anymore right. i don't know if i want to be this anymore i don't know if i want to do this anymore um and so you know, no, a lot of times you've never had the opportunity to stop and right. think about where you're at and whether you're satisfied. So, yeah, I mean, like my, my, my first year, because I started like when the pandemic hit, right? <laughs> and I swear, pretty much every client I had was like, I, I, this is what I do, but I want to do something else. And I was like, all right, let's talk about it. Like, what do you want to, you know, and like, let's, let's figure out how to get you there, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a huge, huge moment. Right. But I also think for some of those people, it was a, a, an awakening. Yes. And was a good thing. Yeah. But for some others who got stuck in that and still don't know what they want to do, and now they're running out of money, now there starts to be this bigger fear of being stuck and not knowing what to go, where to go, and what direction to take, and who am I? You know, this is 2022. I haven't worked now for almost two years. I'm running out of money. I'm not getting any more from the government. What am I going to do? And so it's putting people, it's 
it's making some people more stubborn. Yes, again, fear. Mm -hmm. It's fear. Yes, for sure. That's a really good point. By the way, guys, if you need help getting unstuck <laughs> or getting a clearer direction on where you want to go in your career path, you can uh, call and request a career coach and financial coach, too, because you know, as Allison said, you hit that point where the bills keep coming in, you haven't worked in two years, and you get that panic and that fear. We can help alleviate that. You can call 972-437-9950, extension 340. Leave a message. They'll get back to you in 48 hours. We'll be able to help you after that. This message brought to you by... I picked my moments. I was like, ooh, Allison's like, oh, that's a good time for me to, like, like give the, yeah, we got real heavy, so I was like, we can help you out, I think. Um, so, Kristen, let me ask you this. Um, is it okay to stay stuck? That's a personal decision. So, if you feel dis-ease, if you feel uncomfortable, here's what we know for sure, whether it's if with your finances, you know, you're running out of money, or you're in a career that's no longer satisfying. Um, we know that the stress, the contemplation, the rumination that takes place in those feelings for a lot of people means that you're not focused on your job. So sometimes if you choose, you, you know you're stuck and you're uncomfortable with being stuck, but you're kind of like, yeah, I think I'm just gonna sit here for a while. What we do see with clients is that eventually it's gonna play out in your job. So your boss is going to notice, hey, you know, I noticed you're losing track of things or whatever. Um, and that, again, it happens with finances as well. Stress impacts your day-to-day -day life, which means that you're not as successful, you're not as organized, or you're not as aware of the work that you're doing that you should be. So, you know, sometimes the stuck, you get unstuck because you get let go. So, right. so it's a personal decision. You know, sometimes you're also stuck and you're aware that you're stuck because you can't let go of your job, right? You have to pay the bills. And so, you know, then we start looking internally, like how can I take my situation that I'm in right now and try to move forward where I'm at? Because I can't let go of that paycheck. You know, I have, I need to have that security that this particular job offers me. So. There's all sorts of ways to move forward. Um, the key is, you know, using the tools and the um, and the coaching that you can to help you move forward. To look at look at new horizons, if you will. Yeah, I think you made a really good point in that when you're you're looking at all these different resources, we oftentimes look at them and say, well, I can't move on because I'm making so much money. I'm going to use that as an example. Yeah. Um, one of my clients recently is has a, a real a pretty good job and is not happy, is not satisfied, is not being fulfilled like she was 10 years ago when she was doing it. And so she wanted to start the search and then got scared and said, you know, I, I can't leave this salary. I can't leave this job, these benefits. And so I, I'm going to rethink this again. So we talked about looking for other positions within the organization, and and she's even afraid of doing that. I mean, again, it's that being stuck and having the creature comforts 
but not happy. So I, this is a great segue for um, how do you get unstuck? Like you've identified that you're stuck, you feel uncomfortable. And we have a term that we use in coaching all the time. Um, and that is lead with curiosity. So exploration leads to exposure and exposure introduces new ideas and new ideas are things that help us move forward. So sometimes it's just a matter of acknowledging awareness. I feel stuck now lead with curiosity. You know, what can I explore, whether it's in my current company, in my current position, in the job family. So job families are jobs that sort of circle around, you know, jobs. So like you brought up HR, payroll, you know, payroll doesn't typically sit in HR, but it sits in the circle of HR. Um, You know, what are some things that you can do to expose yourself to new ideas? And I wrote this in the article and it happens all the time is that when people really start immersing themselves in the curiosity and the exposure and the exploration, what they end up doing is before you know it, their heads up and they've started moving forward without even realizing it. It's like, okay, I'm not stuck anymore. Mm-hmm. But you know, that it's it's an uncomfortable place. It's uncomfortable for a lot of people to be stuck. So um, you know, sometimes they do get stuck there for a while. Is that so is that what you are you talking about the transitional void? Yeah, and we talked about this the other day. It's it's the uh, stuck toilet bowl, yeah, right? right? And that's where the low negative energy comes in for so many people. Like, I can't leave this job. Oh my gosh, if I leave this job, terrible things are going to happen. I'm going to lose all this money. My career is going to go downhill. Or I can't leave this job. Um, I My children rely on me. Or it's... Um, I. I'll never get out of here. I'll never be anything better. I'll never make money. I'll, you know, it's the catastrophizing. It's that negative energy. And it's a spiral. And sometimes, you know, as a coach, I'll say, and I'll say it right here, and it may seem severe, but I'll say, you know, you're going to die. You're going to die someday. <laughs> right, right. You're right. <laughs> is, this, is, this really, is this really what you want to be doing between now and that moment? You know, is this really, and usually the answer when you're stuck is, no. Okay. So what can we do? And what can we do is a question of moving again, it's open, right? It, it takes us out of the stuck toilet bowl because you, you sit here and you circle that bowl for a long time. And I'll be honest, like some people get sucked in and you could end up staying there forever, bad career, relationship, whatever. You know, I think the challenge when um, we've talked to people or even people we know, not necessarily clients, but mm-hmm. people we know outside. Um, when you get stuck in that negative um, atmosphere, that negative, that thinking. negativity thinking, um, it it also emanates in the rest of your life. Yes. And um, people will say, you know, I'm having problems at home. Okay, let's talk about this. Not directly talk about your problems at home, but why are these problems? And, and it's hard to look, I think, it's hard for people to look at themselves and say, I need to change. I think, I think it's it's challenging. I think yeah. we oftentimes know we need it, but to admit it and do it and make those changes, 
but when it starts affecting other people within your realm of living, you know that something needs to be done. And so many people come in here who are negative, who have been looking for a while for a job, or have had, been in some financial distress, or have had, or are still working but not happy. But making that leap is really hard. Absolutely. And we talk, one of the topics we hear a lot is when you have older adults, you talk about ageism. Mm-hmm. And they say, I can't, I can't do that because no one's going to hire me because of my age. So I would turn that around and say, well, let's look at all the things you've done in your career. Let's look at all the transitions that you have withstood all of these years. Let's look at that. Look how successful you've been. Mm-hmm. So when that person walks into the interview, it's a very different person than, I know you're not going to hire me because I'm older. I'm an older adult. And I, I am the first to say, ageism is alive and well. And it's horrible and it does happen, but you have control over the person that walks into the room. Nobody else can control that. When you walk into the room with someone who's like, hey, I I can do this job. Look at all the other things I've done. You know, this is this is easy for me or whatever. That you know, that's the unstuck place. That's the place where we are moving forward. But the toilet bowl is I'll never get out of this situation. Well, guess what? You will. And we see people get out of difficult situations every single day. Yeah, I, I think that that's right. Um, it, it's that perception of the interview, right? Right. It's like it, it's it's like it's all very formal. And Mr. Employer, can you please hire me? Because, you know, it, when it should be more of, yep. Go and talk to Kristen today. Have a conversation about. In fact, with one of the things I'm trying to do, and it, it's hard because that's that's what it is. The interview, but I'm trying to interchange that word with conversation when I'm talking to clients. That way, you know, it's like just like, with me and you're just we're talking right now. We're just having a conversation. It's like there's a topic, but it shouldn't be this big, scary kind of thing. And it, and I. I love what you just said right there about you being the one that controls who goes into the room. It's like, it's like you know, I, I, I work hard on trying to get clients into a, uh, a place where it's not so much where the employer has all of the power because that's usually the perception of the uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? But rather, the, but rather you going into it going, I'm just trying to decide if I really want to work here for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And so going back to that, when you are walking in the room as the person that's looking at their job, you, you've reflected on your job history. You've created you know, dialogue with yourself about the times that you have successfully transitioned from one job to another, or just looking at the success that you've had in your life, you know, with your career, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard for people to reflect on that, but it's necessary. You have created a star story. Right. So when you're yes. sitting in that conversation, you're it's already top of mind, mm-hmm. and you've already created the dialogue. So when you when you're talking to a you know, recruiter or whatever, you're easily pulling out your experiences. You can also talk about some things that have gone wrong, and that can be turned around into a learning experience. Employers want to hear that too. People that I shouldn't talk about that, you know, bad decisions or whatever. You absolutely should. And look what I, this is how I changed it. This is what I learned and this is how I grew. Fail forward. Fail forward, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, By the way, uh, guys, if you don't know what Kristen was talking about when she says STAR story, STAR is an acronym that stands for Situation, 
task, action, and results. Basically, a story of something that happened to you in your career where you solved a problem, and mostly positive, um, but it could be a, it could be a, a negative outcome so it long should. as you learn from it. As a you're a recruiter, you're, I want to hear how people have learned from their past. Because you know, if you if you are only saying this is how awesome I am. I'm like, nobody's that awesome. Well, We've I, all made mistakes, and we need to speak to them in an intelligent, articulate way that I think speaks that's right, to our, yes. how we've grown. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's right, um, because we're all humans. Yeah. And I, I read once that on your best day, on your best day, you're going to make at least three mistakes. That's oh, so easy. true. I love that. No. I love that. I've already made two, so... Today, you only have one more. I know. I'm doing doing pretty good. um, Kristen, you were talking about, uh, you know, people getting stuck and ways to get out of it. Um, And we were talking previously. Can you explain the ideas on a plate analogy? So um, this is, it's it's a fairly successful tool that I use. And it's so simple and anybody can do it. Um, When I'm talking to a client, it's like, you know, they give you the list. Of, of things that they could possibly do, right? They're like, well, I don't know if I should do this or I should do that, or maybe I should go here, maybe I should go there, but this is a relocation and this is a, you know, there's like a million things that they're, and that's another uh, symptom of the stuff. There are so many things that possibly steps I could take or things I could do. I don't even know where to begin. So I'll say, all right, right now, close your eyes and imagine that there's a giant plate in your lap and that the plate is filled with all of these options. And that, you know, right now they're just possibilities, right, options. What's the first thing that jumps out at you? I have never once had somebody say nothing because something, even if it's just jumping a little bit, like it's just sort of hopping right off your plate, there is something that you are, are, are semi-focused on and it's, and it's usually, you know, something that you've been thinking about for a while, but maybe that fear has held you back from grabbing onto it and exploring a little bit more. So usually we'll do that with one, two, or three things. All right, so in the next two weeks, what can you do to explore these as options? What research, you know, go on LinkedIn, look at jobs where these things exist. Um, you know, do some internet searches. What do they pay? If it's if it's you know a life transition, um, it could even be I want to improve a relationship with my son. What can you do in the next two weeks? Could you send an email? Could you make a phone call? Could you reflect on some things that you have control over that you've experienced yourself? What can you do? So again, we're going to go with curiosity. We're going to start exploring. We're going to get exposed. Well, you know it. We're moving forward, but the plate analogy has been a really successful, or metaphor, I don't know, has been a really successful way for people to grab something and start taking a step forward. And sometimes we'll go, okay, now let's go to the next one after those next two weeks. Yeah, I explored it. It's not for me because I learned, you know, these different things. Okay, what's the next one? I like that. I like that analogy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Um people oftentimes have things swimming around in their heads, but they don't know how to verbalize it. And so by allowing them, giving them a safe place, honestly. So 
maybe you don't have a coach or, or, or you're, you're not talking to a professional for a career right now, but um, if you have a, a good friend who is not going to tell you what to do, but who is going to listen, it's, it's oftentimes good to be able to get that stuff off your chest and be able to, you know, have somebody hear you. And then you also are listening to yourself talk. And I think yes. that's equally as important because when it comes out of your mouth, all of a sudden it's like, I don't think I really want to do that. Yeah. Or to the other side of that is that how many times have we said, coach thyself, right? Mm -hmm. I will find myself going into that toilet bowl or having those, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't. What if this happens? What if that happens? And I have to go, wait, stop. You know, like, <laughs> what are my options? Right. What are the possibilities? What could, what great things could come of this? Like we have to, you know, we're all human. We're, we do this as well. We're, we're not perfect. Right. I was laughing because of, um, <laughs> that happened last night, right? With the, with the, with the wordle. Oh. <laughs> so I, and here's where the, we're all in our here's, yeah, we, we're big on wordle in the office. And so I, it, it was kind of challenging yesterday and I finished it and I sent the, shared it and sent it to Kristen and then like I don't know it was like an hour and a half later like nine o'clock yeah she sends me a text she goes I can't do it and, I, and what did I, I responded with not with that attitude and I, and I sent a little gif with the guy says I believe in you and like, like I don't know 20 minutes later like I've you know said that you finally got it right it's 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 that's why I was laughing it's like you get into that I can't do this yeah stage right um, and Allison, you said a minute ago, it's like, um, you know, needing or having somebody to talk to uh, mm -hmm. about it. I mean, is it that lack of support that keeps you in the, you know, toilet bowl? I'm so glad you said that because, um, I think it has to do with vulnerability. Okay. If I tell you that I'm stuck, like whether it's my boss, my my She's husband. sitting right there, so you better tread yeah, lightly. My so, um... <laughs> my husband, you know, my my friends. What does that say about me? Like, it's embarrassing. Like everybody, you know, we are in social media generation. Everybody's got it all going on, whether right? Facebook or Instagram. We're all so perfect, right? Everything's perfect. My life is perfect. I have all this money. I have this great job. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, right? Nobody is willing to say. I don't know what I'm doing here, and I'm scared. I'm not sure what this means, right? Where people live in fear sometimes, and if you know, opening up to someone, you know what's going to happen? Because let's listen. This is what we do. This is our career. We listen to human stories for a living all day long, yep. and I can tell you that you are not alone. That person you open up to is going to be like, "Oh my God, this was me last week." I can't even tell you, right? You're gonna you're gonna hear that from other people. We all go through this. This is human condition. And when you think about it from a evolutionary standpoint, of course it is because humans, we, we became what we became because we were always looking, you know, we get stuck and go, well, this little tool here that I just, you know, carved out of stone isn't working anymore. I need a better tool. So this is part of the human condition. It's okay to get stuck. It's okay to talk to someone about getting stuck. You know, um, and all, all of my team have heard these stories. Um, I have, when my children were young, one of them was a wildfire. I mean, just, you know, did 
lots of naughty things. <laughs> and uh, Chris and I were talking, and she said, you know, I'm so glad you're telling me these stories because I always thought it was just my son. And yeah. it's not. And we oftentimes don't talk about our kids because it makes us look like bad parents. And I mean, when I was going through this with our kids, it was like, oh my God, people are going to think like I'm the worst. I'm not paying attention or, yeah. 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 I don't know what's going on. I don't understand yeah. whatever it is. But, um, and now that they've been through it and, and everything's fine and life is good and you talk about it, it's like, oh my God, I know exactly what you're talking about. And people do know and, and people you can trust. And I think that's a key word. I really do. Um, I wouldn't go to a, a bunco party and tell everybody your problems. But or a job interview. Or a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Conversation. That's not a conversation you're going to have no. during that conversation. Yeah. But I would find a trusted relative, you know, sibling if you have one who you can get along with, um, friend that you can just talk to who will listen. But going back to the job conversation for a second. I have said in a job conversation, I have to really turn my I know, man, it's hard. That um, I've talked, I always talked about this meeting that uh, kind of happened last minute with a group of executives, and I was presenting something. They said, we want you to jump into this meeting and talk really quick, because this, this group of executives is going to, and I was working on this project, and it was horrible. I failed. I failed so miserably. And I talk about how, first of all, I wasn't prepared because I, w I didn't know the meeting was going to happen. It was kind of launched on me. I felt intimidated. I was scared. I was not, you know, I wasn't even a manager yet. So, you know, I'm presenting to a group of executives. But, you know, there are conversations like that you can have in a job conversation and talk about, so what did you learn about yourself? I learned that I... I, I want, I'm going to be prepared as much as I can be and that it's okay that I'm not an executive or whatever. So, I mean, I think that we can't because you're telling the recruiter also, I'm human. You're human. I'm human. We're all human. And, and that re brings down the temperature a little bit. We can relate to each other. That builds trust more than anything. It builds trust because we're connecting human to human. And we forget that. I think also going back to we live in an age of social media. There's no humanness in social media. It's disappeared. That's right. Well, and so, and that's why. More trust. And, and also going back to your point, Allison, like, you know, you need somebody there to talk to, right? Which is, which is, goes back to the whole thing that, you know, I, the main pillar on how, pillar on how I coach is networking, talking to people, yeah. right? Like, like, and, and getting into those situations where you have somebody that can cheer you on, somebody that gets sorry to interview you to go, you know what I mean? Like, because, and it, it, you walk kind of that fine line, right? Because if you're in a networking group or situation with other job seekers, they have, they, they're in it with you. They can relate, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I hear what you're saying because... You know, I I interviewed with that person too. Yeah, yeah. Right. I struggle, you know, like, I struggle. Yeah. the struggle bus. I'm on it too, or I've been through that. But where you hit that fine line is, you don't want to always commiserate, right? And yeah. the and the and I was just telling a I was just telling a, a, a client the other day. Yeah, you're in the toilet bowl, right? Around and around you go, and it, with but now you got other people with you, 
right? Oh, yeah, right. And, and right. I had just told a, a, a client the other day, it's like, look, here, we were, I was talking about meetups, right? It's like, go and um, so go get into some meetups, and here's the thing, and I got meetups for job seekers, stay away from those, right? Like, like get into fun <laughs> meetups. I said the, the energy level and, and job seeker meetups are kind of low because nobody wants to do anything but complain all the time instead of, you know, being the positive, right? I, I went to this interview, I went to this meeting conversation, whatever, and the it was a horrible conversation and that recruiter wasn't great. That's what you hear. But the other side of that is I had this conversation with this company and I was so glad that I did because I don't want to work there. I learned something about that company and I don't want to, you know, that's, that's a way to move forward instead of, like you said, this constant. And it's the same person we're talking about. It's the way you look at it. Yes. And you have right. to sometimes change your outlook on things and, and look for that positivity. It was an awful interview, but I learned that I really don't like the culture of that company. And because of that, or the mission, or whatever it is, um, then you know that wasn't the right place for you. And that's another common coaching question, right? What did you learn about yourself during that process? What came What came of that? Right. Well, it, that's, or it goes the other way, which, you know, you really love the company, but you didn't get the job. Right, and I hear this from clients all the time when they're like, "But I really, really want to work there." I'm like, "Great, you've got a contact yeah. there now." I love like, that point. Like, so true. If if nothing happens and there are not any new opportunities in six weeks, reach back out to them and say, "Hey, listen, I'm not going away. Like, I want to work for you." In fact, um, we had a client, and he he had dialed in on a company. And he really wanted to work there, and they kept interviewing him, right, yes. for different positions, yes. right? Yeah. And I'm like, that. I was like, dude, they obviously like you. Yeah. It's like that doesn't. It's like that doesn't happen a lot where they're just like, well, come and interview for this. Come interview for that. Like they kept interviewing them, him because they liked him and believed in him. And um, he ended up getting a job at a different company. But like, I would, I was letting him know. I'm like, you, you know, this is a good thing. Yeah. Right? It, it's like, okay, so it didn't work out, but what, like you said, what did you learn about yourself? Mm-hmm. But we have a client now who interviewed for two positions, wanted this one desperately, but wasn't really qualified for it. Mm-hmm. But they liked him so much, they were trying to fit him into it. And finally, HR said, it's it's not going to happen. He, it, this person is just not qualified. And he was so down, and I said, Call them up right now before you leave my office and tell them you are really interested in working there. You love the company. You love everything about them. You're still interested in this other position. And he starts next week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, as a former recruiter, we all could say there were moments when I would I would be like, I need to find a place for this person in my company. Yes. Yes. And 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 I and recruiters will work for you. They will act because they they see that you fit. That you that you have the right stuff to be successful there, and it's because you know you are presenting, and we talk about this. You're, you know, fully functioning adult. You you, you brought your best self to the interview, and recruiters will grab onto that and say, "I want this person to work, which work here." And and we look at things, and we say this all the time. Everybody is creative, resourceful, and whole. Yep. If you want in that company, and you want to have a good conversation with those recruiters or hiring people. 
know what to say and what to do. And that's why professionals, we're here to help you be able to do that well. Absolutely. And have a positive, a positive attitude. And yeah. outcome. And that number again is 972-437-9950, extension 340. Just want to acknowledge a couple of people in the chat. Um, I see Kat Alexander. Hey, Kat. Uh, Kat also said, uh, depends on who you are connecting with. I've connected with so many people uh, through networking. And she also said, you know, made the suggestion to try to get that face-to-face -face or at least that virtual coffee to actually get to know your network. Um, that And then Mary... And uh, Mary said she 100% agree with Kat and Mary. I'm sorry, I'm going to probably not say your name right. So Mary Kay, we're going to say Mary Kay. Uh, I see you out there as well. Um, yeah, that's that's important. It's a, it's that depth, and and when you're when you're talking to people, it's the you want to get that depth, right, into the into the relationship into the relationship, um, and it might be that you know you get connected over something something else like a hobby or, or whatever that's again it's one of the reasons why i love meetups so much mm -hmm. right because you show up to the thing they already like you because of that thing you like that you like watching detective shows too also too you're new to the meetup so they're really gonna like you because you know we've already seen steve bob you know pam you know right? <laughs> like you're you're new so <laughs> if I had somebody, I told them, I suggest they go to meet up. He said, oh my gosh, it was the best. Like everybody just like flocked to me because I, I was the new person and they were really happy there was somebody new in the group. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, right? Absolutely. But so. I also think, um, and I know we say this a lot in these conversations, um, in this, if you get stuck, you can't build a relationship in an interview or a conversation. You, you get stuck in... It's not going to work. You know, I'm not doing very well. They're asking me all the right questions. Instead of looking into the question of the person with whom you're speaking and, and build that relationship, whether you have the perfect answers or not. Because I like being with people that I don't like. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, a, it's important to be yourself when you go into right. these conversations. Well, that builds, so it's not just about like. It's like, I'm authentic. Yes. So I'm, that's how you build trust. And companies want to hire people that they trust. So you, you don't go in with, you know, just saying what everybody, you think everybody wants to hear. Because, again, we listen to human stories for a living. That's what we do. And I tell people this a lot. Like, I can sniff that out. Like, I can tell yeah. if you're just BSing me. And I didn't say bad word. But, you know, we all know what that means. I know when someone is not being honest with me. And those recruiters that you're talking to, that's what they do for a living. They talk to people all day long, but if you're willing to, you know, and I, like we said earlier, we're not going to talk about, you know, the crazy things, shenanigans that our, our sons got up to, right, in an interview. We're going to keep it professional. It's going to be right. on a professional level, right. but it's authentic. You know, I'm going to say, I'm human. Yeah, there was an, I did something in my career that I wasn't proud of. Guess what? So did they. Everybody has. We've made three mistakes today on your best day. Sure. So, um, yeah, I, it's funny because you were talking about that. And I, I remember, um, you know, the last interview that I went on, and it, it just like what it was. It was a conversation, right? And um, I was, because it was just a conversation, of course, about the position and the job, but like, you know, 
okay and relaxed, you know? So I guess it worked out okay. Well, hopefully it was. <laughs> I got hired. I got hired. Allison hired me. The last job interview you were on. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> I was thinking, where is this going? I was too. No, like, are you going to share something with us? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, no. Um, but but I think that I think that's that's correct because the recruiters. And by the way, that's the, that's uh, guys. That's the job of the recruiter. The recruiter doesn't know the job. The recruiter doesn't know the ins and outs of the project manager job. The recruiter knows people. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, they've got a job description in front of them. They can speak to it a little bit, but they don't know the guts of it. And that, that's really the recruiter's the gatekeeper. But I also think sometimes we get stuck in these um, terms and things you hear from all of us. Recruiters, coaches, when you, when you go on um, YouTube and read about interviewing or resumes, and you get stuck trying to do everything. Oh, so true. And in doing that, you just, you sort of freeze. You sort of like become incapable of moving forward. You have to use the right keywords. It's got to be X number of pages. You, have, you can only talk about this experience. You have to bring this information up. You have to write your four star stories. You, have, you know, wow. you have to be able to pull back and say, what is going to benefit me? What is going to help me find the job that I want where I can pay my bills, I'm going to like, and I can be happy? And and when you get stuck in trying to do everything that you're being you're reading about or being told to do, I'm telling you, it's not going to work. You really have to say, you know what, I like my resume. It's in a good place. I've talked to Jason about it. Now, what I really need is some some experience with recruit with um, job search. How am I going to look for the jobs that are going to make me happy, pay my bills, and work where I like want to be? And so, you can focus on different parts of it and not feel that you have to do all of it at one time. Because to me, I get overwhelmed and I just say, okay, I'm done. So I love yeah. that because we've talked about getting out of the stuff means explore, exploration and exposure, mm-hmm. but there is such a thing as overexposure. Yep. I'm trying to take in every little piece of information that I can get when all over the social media, you know, so so that's a, that is a real thing. And it does sometimes going, goes back to just self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So I've taken in this information, how do I relate it back to me? You do you, you know, self-awareness. like. How do I feel about some of what what works for me? Yeah. What can I draw from in myself that will make me present authentically based on the things that I've learned? Absolutely. Well, I just it, it goes the other way too, uh, too because I, I just talked to a client the other day and he was like, I'm, I everybody keeps telling me this and this and this and this and I'm just like kind of confused and so I'm like, <laughs> I said, um, how many of those people are career coaches? None. Okay, stop listening to them, really? <laughs> and start start listening to like, and, and it goes back to like, because I had asked, like, how can we get to, you know, get you into more situations where we get to talk to people? Well, I don't know. Well, can I make a suggestion? <laughs> Here's what I think. Yeah, and, but like, you know, you get bombarded with all the information, and then it's just like, I don't even know where to start or what to do, and and it goes back to what you just said, which is, and and this is. This is the other part. Like, I think that on some level, on some level, everything works. 
right? But it's not going to work for everybody. Absolutely. So that's what you have to do is figure out what's going to work for me. Is this is this bit going to work for me? And if it doesn't, okay, well, let's find a thing that does, right? which is, again, what we ought to do because like you said, we, we listen to people tell stories all day and to figure out what's the best outcome to get you where you want to go. Absolutely. And that takes self-reflection. That takes self-awareness. And unfortunately, part of networking is being out on social media, but we have to take that in, um, I know we have to take that in, in little, you know, bites with a baby spoon, right? We have to remind ourselves that that's not real. Like it's real, but it's not us. So we have to take that information and go, what is that? What is, how, how do I ingest that? What does that mean for me? Yeah, I mean, these days you have to, you, you have to know you. You have to know that. But also, social media is like paper. You know, your resume is paper. When you walk into an interview, here's my resume. That's the stuff you've done. That's who you were. Now, let me know who you are today. And so the, your information on social media is, is, again, past experience, past things, past events, past everything. But it, it's out there for the whole world. We were just talking about this a little bit earlier. How many people in the world do you really want to see that? So if you don't want the whole world to see it, don't put it out there. Same thing with your resume. If you don't, if it's not going to benefit you, know you, don't put it on there. Like I, my first career was a school teacher. I'm not going to put that on a resume anymore. It can't benefit me well, anymore. Well, you're not going back to doing it. No. Right. You're right. past it in your going career. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, that happens a lot, too. I just got a resume from a client. I'm like, I went all the way back from, you know, like <clears> when <throat> I was a clerk at the Walmart. And I'm like, you're like. <laughs> You're way past that now. Like that right. doesn't need to be on your on your resume. Yeah, but it was a Walmart. I was there for five years, and it it doesn't matter. No, it's it got doesn't. to benefit you. You know you. So yeah. it's got to move you ahead. It can't leave you stuck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, we're getting close to time. So, Chris, any final words about getting excited? <sighs> See, I made her so, stuck. I, I put her stuck. I just made you stuck. We talked about so many things. You know, okay, so I guess my final word would be um, if you're feeling stuck, right, for any reason, no matter what the circumstance is, remember that this is an opportunity. This is you talking to you, right? You recognized I'm walking through mud. I feel like I can't move. I'm stuck. So this is a message to you. Um, it's normal and natural. Every single person on the planet Earth has gotten stuck. Everybody sometimes feels stuck. It is totally normal. It's actually, in some ways, a really positive thing because it says we're human. This is how humans move forward. So accept it, relax in the idea that everybody gets stuck. And then just start leading with curiosity. Be curious. Be, Be curious. curious. Be curious. What is, why? Like, what, what's going on for me right now? What am I telling myself right now? What's happening? Um, it's okay to be stuck. It's, it's really okay. And to identify it. Yeah. To, to sense it. To know it. Yeah. What is mm -hmm. this? What am I learning about myself here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, we did have a question. Um, how do you, uh, Donald asks, uh, how do you recommend to balance your time between working part-time and trying to apply for networking and for work? He said, I have to set goal of five to ten jobs to apply because it's all I can do for a month and it's, uh, they have a life of outside that. Um, so, I would, one thing that I would do, because you are working and I would probably focus on talking to more people um it's you know i get you know you work eight to five or nine to five and then get off work donald and then uh you know get some dinner but if you can get into some uh situations where you're able to talk to more people i might open up uh, additional opportunities and then lynn asked do you recommend working with a recruiter do you have any tips for finding a good one to work with. Um, everybody here has been a recruiter at some point. Um, Allison, Kristen? Agencies can be a great resource. Agencies can open doors for you. So if you can, if you have a career path in mind, research agencies that recruit in those fields, even if you're willing to do contract assignments, temp to perm, a contract to perm or you're looking for part-time or permanent work um, use agencies I, I don't I, I would never recommend that someone solely focus on agencies because it's limiting yeah. but putting yourself in front of an agency and saying this is what I'm looking for and you've got you know your resume speaks to that I think recruiters are, are and, and you know it's it, there was a point in all of our careers where they're like agencies are going recruiters are going away because of you know applicant tracking systems and all the well get they're not they are no. very much they're doing very very well but with Donald I want to get back to that for a second you bring up a really good point because when you're working either either, either full time or part time and you're looking for a job and you're trying to network and do other things it's really it's hard it it can get you stuck and to not get there um, we talk a lot about budgeting and financial coaching. Budget your time. I'm going to take X number of hours, either a day or a week, and I'm going to network during that time. Or I'm going to do job search and apply for one job a day or one or, or two jobs a week, whatever it is. Whatever you can budget. Because you also want to have a social life. You want to spend time with friends and family. You want to do all of it. And, and to do that all well, you can budget your time, your life, your stuff. I want to go to the gym and work out. Be able to do those things comfortably. If something goes haywire that day, don't get upset. Um, roll with it. Roll with and, it uh, and, and, and you know, reconfigure it the next day. Or maybe you're trying to do too much. Know your limitations. You also know what you want. You have a goal. My goal is to get a permanent full-time job doing ABC. That's great. Figure out how you can get there and, 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 and the time that you need to allot to it and do that. But also do a good job at work so that you don't jeopardize that. Be able to work with friends and family. Be able to do that. Network. Do that. You know, you have to and budget yourself and, and leave yourself free time to be able to watch the morning show or go for a walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how do you eat an elephant? 
One bite at a time. One bite at a time. That's right. Um, all right. Um, I, I always recommend to clients check out staffing companies. Um, oh, yeah. It's my background. It's where I came from. I was there 14 <laughs> years. Um, you know, find a good, you know, how do you find a good recruiter? Well, you, did it work well with you? Did it click with you? Um, you know, a good recruiter will get you in at their clients because they believe in you and they already have the relationship established with the employer. So you don't have to do that yourself. So yes, I always recommend that um, clients work with recruiters. Um, guys, we are out of time. Our fun question of the day. What's your favorite vegetable? Allison. Corn on the cob. I absolutely love corn. In fact, it's I good. some for lunch today. Did you? Yeah. I, I love corn on the cob too. That would probably be close. I think I like um, roasted broccoli. I do too. Oven roasted broccoli. I, I was going to say broccoli. I also really like Brussels sprouts. I do too. Oven roasted Brussels sprouts. I used to they not like them because yeah. they were. unless they're like really fresh because otherwise I think they're slimy. Yeah. I don't do okra. Yeah. I've never had okra. You've never had okra? I've never had okra. Oh. Fried okra? Yeah, be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to end the show. Guys, next week we will be talking about ways to reduce stress and be more productive. So Allison will be here. Yes? I will. And I will be here as well. And uh, we'll see you next week on Cabinet Gear Career. Everybody have a great week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.